0: Hello there, welcome to another episode of Unclered Not Ashamed with me, Oyunifemi, a podcast where real life experiences, stories, topics are shared to let every fighter out there know you are not alone, you are welcome. Y'all, welcome back on Claire Not a Shame, listeners. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are tuning in. It is also a good time to listen to this podcast. So, yeah, this is me saying, I am sorry for not posting for the last two weeks. For the past two weeks, I was sick, so I couldn't record. That was why it didn't hear from me. I'm sorry. And to everybody that reached out and asked why, thank you very much. Thank you. And I want to let you know I am strong, back, and better. So how are you doing today? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. And I trust everything is going well with you and your family from wherever you are listening to me from. Thank you for always coming here to listen. I do not take it for granted and um, uh, happy new month hey I'm sorry happy new month and then we've gotten the half of the month already but this is me saying happy new month remember Unclad Not Ashamed is a safe space where you get to share your stories with listeners out there or fighters out there to let them know they are not alone. So that is why today I have a guest who is going to be sharing her own story on how she dealt with insecurities, self-esteem and self-isolation. Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Adetomiwa. Rachel Adetomiwa Adekwole is the author of the African Child's Dream. She's is a year student of international relations at Obafemi Awolowo University, Ileifei. She She's the general coordinator for TDI Nigeria. Adetomiwa is the chief editor for ORP Niger, our right and power in Nigeria, a legal platform. She's the brain behind GMT, Good Morning Tommy, a platform that ditches out morning motivation. She's the team lead for Bridget Tutors, a tutorial platform for all international relations students. She is a personal development coach, a career consultant, and a lover of art. Ladies and gentlemen, Adetomiwa Rachel.
1: As for me. I am doing great. It is a privilege to be on this podcast today and I want to say a very big thank you to Oini Femi for this opportunity to share my story on Unclad Not Ashamed. My name is Rachel Adetomiwa but you can feel free to call me Tommy. So today I am going to talk about how I fought with inferiority complex for 12 years of my life, 12 good years of my life. I am going to be sharing how it all started, what this experience did to me, how I self-isolated, how my self-esteem doing good, and how I fell into the feeling of insecurity and how I came out of all of this. So um, it's, let me start by telling you what the problem was for me. So what the problem was for me was that when I was, when my mom was carrying me in a room, there was some mix-up, and I don't know the medical term for it, so pardon me, there was some mix-up. So when I was giving birth to, so my hand looked kind of like different from the usual hand, not like so 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 different but noticeably different anybody that looks at the end can know that like this is not like the regular hands you see everywhere so it was so so different that i got the nickname six fingers <laughs> yes you heard it right six fingers so this was what i saw as the problem this was what I saw as the deficiency. I even at some point called it disability disability in the sense that it limited me from doing some things because the hand itself it, it comes with some pain, like I experience some pain, for instance, take for instance, if I try lifting something heavy, my hand will start shaking. If I try writing for long, my hand will start shaking. Sometimes I feel like every bone in my fingers, starts breaking. So it left me with a lot of pain. And this was the kind of pain that regular people don't feel. And I thought it was sort of peculiar to me. So aside from this pain, this pain was not actually the major root it wasn't the genesis of the problem yes it was part of it but the genesis of the problem was what people think when they see the end the expression on their face what they say that was the problem for me that was where the problem started when i was growing when i was still like very little i did not care because I did not see anything was wrong with me. Like, I did not see that if anything was wrong with me. I did not even know it was different until you know I started my primary school days when I can't really take written exams. I had to be taking oral exams, and my classmates started pointing, started like saying some things, and. For instance, at the time my class teacher was like beating most of the classes for the noise make for noise making, and when it got to my tone, she gave this I can't I can't remember vividly. She gave this this um this sort of like oh, who beat you kind of a thing. Who wants to beat you so that if I beat you now, um your hand something like I can't remember clearly. But it was more like, I can't beat you because of your hand, because I don't want to be in trouble. Yes, it was, like, that time, it was, like, really good for me. But then this started sending several messages. Like, it started sending messages to me that, wait, seems like something is actually wrong. That was when I started looking out for what other people's hands looked like and started making comparison with me, like, with my own hand. Then I thought it was, like... Although primary school, I did not really pay attention. But as I was growing, as I was growing, I was beginning to get more conscious of what people were saying. When I was in secondary school, then it became more pronounced. Nobody wanted to make friends with me. Some people even called me a witch. Yes, you heard right. I have some people call me a witch. They, like, they don't want to make friends. They don't want to shake me. They feel like it's somehow... <laughs> It was just a lot for me to take in. Before I knew it, I started withdrawing. I didn't want to mingle. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to be on my own. Nobody was ready to make friends with me. So I I started self-isolating. And also, I felt like it would be safe for me to go into hiding. And not to push myself under the spotlight. Not to put myself in a situation where people will like more like notice. So aside from people not making attempts to make friends with me, me, myself, I was isolating myself. I was staying away. I was not making contact with people. It got so bad that I just lock myself inside. I just read, I draw. Like reading and drawing was more like my only friend at that time so the friends that I never had in real life like I had them in book (laughs) is also funny like not like now it is funny but then definitely not funny so it went on and on and it got really more hard for me that I can't like I can't tell anybody about it not even my parents I don't know whether they noticed or not, but I never had the discussion with somebody about what it was doing to me because i've like my parents actually feel like it's not that bad, so nobody expected that something like that could be going on. I even got bullied I got bullied I got bullied severely in secondary school, I was giving all sorts of nicknames now this thing made me overly conscious of my body it wasn't you know yes the deficiency was in the hand but before i knew it i was feeling i was feeling less how should i put this i was feeling less confident about the entire me the entire me and i can remember vividly during like my first year, my second year in the university, there were times when I want to go to class. In fact, this happened very often. I find myself changing clothes seven, eight times. Seven, eight times. Because I just wear this and when I see something, I look a bit, I'm like, oh no, I can't wear this. I was trying to appear perfect, to make up for the hand that I felt looked imperfect. And funny thing is nobody can even be perfect I think perfection exists in the mind not in physical appearance not in physical appearance but then I wasn't seeing it like that I felt like if I dress better if I do this if I do that it's going to make up for the hand that look different maybe people will see the beautiful girl and not the hand and wow I was just pushing myself too hard. I was just, kept, I kept on pushing myself too hard. Then I remember, I remember my first not palatable encounter in the university. It was. I was in a class, I was dead, I was writing, then I just had like, more like a camera clicking and I saw a little bit of flash, so I looked up and next thing I saw, it was a lecturer trying to take a picture of the hand without my consent. It was, I don't know, it was so, it was so difficult for me, given that I have tried my possible best up to that point to stay as invincible as possible. Like, I just come to class, sit in class, and just disappear right after class. I was not socializing. My social life was dead to zero. And then, all of a sudden, a lecturer... Called the attention of the whole class by taking pictures. Next thing I knew, they were asking me to place my hand on the table, I want to look at it very well. I was feeling like a lab rat. I was feeling like a lab rat. It was so much scrutiny. I, I even some some people even posted it. Some people even posted it. It was it was so difficult for me to take in. It was really difficult for me to take in and process. So. Before I knew it, I started getting depressed, I was feeling depressed, totally depressed. I can remember there was a time that I cried every single night. I cried every single night and nobody even knew I was crying. When I want to cry, (laughs) funny me, I'll leave the room, I'll go to somewhere dark and quiet where nobody will see me and I'll cry my eyes out. It was... (laughs) Like it was a really difficult and long process for me and it was so bad that I was not sharing this with anybody. I was not telling my family that something was wrong. I was not making any friend that I can share something like that with. It was so, so difficult for me. So it got to a point where I just I just had to sit and ask myself, Tommy between your sanity and people's perspective of you, which are you choosing, then I realized that my sanity is actually much more important. It is actually much more important than others' perspective, what others think of me. Because what other thinks of me cannot change me. Assuming it is possible for what other people think of me, assuming it is possible for it to just you know, carry out some sort of like magical touch and then I'm off the hand is all fixed. Then I think I've had enough I think I've had enough negative and weird expressions for the hand to have actually transformed. But then nothing happened, which means that people's comments is not going to change anything. It is not going to change anything. The only thing is going to do is make me more depressed. It is, it, I just discovered that it was only causing more damages than good. So the first thing I want to tell you, and the f- very first point I'm going to make is that stop listening to the negative expressions, the negative words, because they're not going to change anything about you or your situation. The only thing it's going to do is cause you, cause you depression, And frustration because when you keep ruminating over this word, you just find yourself shutting out the world. Yes, I started shutting out. I did not want to. I was not even talking to my parents. I'm a very close person with my dad. I even got the nickname "Daddy Sandbag." But then I was not even telling him. I couldn't tell him anything. I was battling with it inside, inside me. I found myself shutting out everybody. I got overly defensive. I got overly defensive, I got overly conscious, I was not even taking opportunities, I will be in class. I want to answer questions, I want to ask questions, I want to make imputes, but then I feel like if I stand up, they won't see sense in what I'm about to see, they will only see the hand. I don't even, like, thinking about it now, I don't understand what the correlation between the hand and what i'm about to say will be but then i guess that is what that kind of situation does to people it makes you feel irrelevant it makes you feel like there is nothing you have to offer even sometimes when there are no correlations so i am just trying to tell you what i'm trying to tell you is that shut out the negative vibes yes they're going to keep coming it's never stopped coming but do you know you have an option can actually turn the negativity to the positive to positivity. I'm going to tell you how I turn negativity to positivity now. When I realized that my sanity comes first before what, what other people will see, because what other people will see will only cause more harm than good, then I decided to take the path to healing. How did I heal? I started self motivating now what damaged me to the point where i was at that time were words people's words now what can actually repay is is still words that will repay yes the damages words did i came to realize that words can also do the repair so i started self-motivating when i wake up in the morning i look at myself in the mirror i tell myself good morning Tommy you are beautiful you're smart. You are bold. You have potentials. You don't have to hide. You are like I just, I just, I just kept on seeing them the way they came to me, and before I knew it, I started feeling more better about myself. I started feeling better. I made it, I made it a routine, and I also made a conscious effort of not ruminating on what people say when you pass me a negative comments. Up until the point where I, 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 I started changing my mindset about the whole thing. When you pass me a negative comment before, I just stay quiet. I don't see anything. Then I start processing the whole thing. Then I start looking at myself in different mirror. But then things changed. Things changed after I started self-motivating. If somebody pass me a negative comment, I give a throwback. I, I mean, I give a comeback. Not that I get insulting or rude or anything but then i've had a case where somebody approached me and the person wanted to shake my person was like wait your hand the next time i was like yes it's different and i love it i love it because it makes me stand out and the person was looking at me like okay i think it's cool actually before it's because i don't keep quiet i don't push push all the positivity so this is why the negative vibes kept coming at me. Kept getting at me. They never stopped calling, coming. So when anybody called me Six Fingers, I was like, oh, the best. I don't care. If It even got to a point I started joking about it myself. I started joking about it. I started telling people that, yes, so you don't know my nickname. It's Six Fingers. I started getting bored about it. I had to like there was nothing wrong with it. I started feeling like, Who cares? Nobody cares. I'm the one that should care. So I just, I just started. I started building faith in myself. I started building faith in myself. And I was building as I was building this faith. I was getting more bold. I was getting more bold. I found myself asking. Started asking questions in class. Started answering questions in class. I started accepting speaking engagements. I started making friends, I started talking to people, and the people that just never ever wanted to have anything to do with me, all of a sudden, were seeing me in a new light. Now, the second point I'm going to make is that nobody will see you in a new light unless you create that light yourself. Yes, the mistake I made was, For a very long period of time, I sat down. I was waiting for somebody to come and believe in me, to come and give me the positivity. Then I discovered that, see, I guess at this point, I'll just end up committing suicide if I don't bring out this positivity myself. So I went outside, I brought that positivity home to myself. It wasn't coming, so I went in search of it. I brought it to myself. And from that point, I came to discover that when I pushed for the positivity, get i get it it becomes like it get reciprocated then the positivity the positivity started coming in i was getting like i was getting a very different comments from what i was getting before so it was a case of i saw it as a problem so people saw it as a problem until i saw it as an asset nobody did until i saw it as well this doesn't make me less of human nobody did so, until you see yourself in a new light, nobody can see you in a new light. Now, back to the issue of good morning, Tommy. As I am speaking with you right now, good morning, Tommy, is not is no more limited to me. Yes, you know, I said, I'm going to tell you I turned those circumstances, the problem, to a solution. So, after I self-motivated for a while, and I saw the magic it did on me, and I saw the magic it did on me I decided to also reach out to people because I sat down and I thought about okay how many people are actually going through what I am going through how many people are depressed how many people need somebody to check on them need somebody to motivate them then I came to realize that Wow everybody have something they are passing through at a certain period of time now some people are able to hide it behind smiles and selfies selfies and socialize but some people can't but to to my like to my utmost shock the larger percentage are able to cover it up with snapchat filters with smiles and selfies and socializing yes Because, like, plenty of people were going through a lot, but they were not showing it on their faces. So, we just had, we have a lot of people walking around that they need to be motivated. And some people, some comments they pass, is not because they're bad, it's because of the way, the things they're also going through makes them bitter. I came to realize all of that, because I got bitter too at some point, and I wasn't seeing good, anything good in anybody or anything. So, I came to realize that, okay, what if, these things, some, some people are passing through some things, and all the negative comments and I've been you know getting was just it's, it's just coming because of what they are going through. It's just their way of getting their mind off a lot of things. Yes, I'm not trying to cover up for people's bad, but I just came to realize that as much as I needed help, plenty of people also needed help. So now, today, GMT, good morning, Tommy. Like is now reaching out to, like currently reaching out to over one thousand people. Yes, you heard me right. I I took GMT from being a personal thing, and I decided to make it. I decided to make it my way of reaching out to everybody. They also need somebody to check up on them. They also need somebody to motivate them. I made GMT official. The problem I was passing through. Was the genesis of this vision? It was meant for me to self, to heal myself, motivating. Then I discovered that so much as it was effective for me, it can be effective for a lot of people. So I, 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 I took I took the the step of reaching out for the first time. I created the broadcast and I sent messages to people asking them. Do you want to be motivated and I was shocked at the responses and the responses a lot of people they were complaining about a lot of things people want to be motivated people want somebody to reach out to them I was I was just shocked at the result so at the end of the day I found myself sending motivations daily doses of motivations to people I make some short short designs on my phone then I send it I attach some words to it then I send it before I knew it a lot of people started requesting can you please add me to this can you please add me to this as I am currently speaking to you have over one thousand people getting doses of um, GMT motivation at two times a week see I'm going to conclude on this no problem is too big beyond repair no problem at all it is our perspective how we view it that determines we've seen people in worst case scenarios get better and then you wonder how did they even do it now how did they do it it is taking the very first step you have to take the bold step first which is stop shutting yourself inside you have to realize what you want from life what do you want from life what do you want from life do you want to protect you? Do you want to protect your sanity or protect people's perspective and view about you? I need you to know that people that hate you today because of a particular thing are the ones that are going to love you and hail you when you turn the situation around for yourself. If you portray yourself to be sad, people will put up a sad behavior towards you if you portray yourself to be rude you'll get a rude behavior so if you always walk around with your head down with a negative vibe that is the response you'll be getting through so i need you to experiment self-motivating build confidence and faith in yourself and when you do this when you're going out push out like push forward that positivity and you see that gradually the whole situation will change. Yes, people are not trying to make friends with you, right? Because of the situation, I know. But do you know that it is the way you see yourself, that the way others will see you? It's the way you see yourself, that the way is the, exactly the way others will see you. And like I said earlier, no problem, no problem at all. It's beyond redemption. Nobody's beyond redemption. And see, Let me just say this, nothing is wrong with you, sincerely, nothing. I used to think that something is wrong with me, but right now I'm living with the end, and I'm not feeling like anything is wrong, because actually, in all sense, like in, in the real, nothing is wrong with me, and nothing is wrong with you too. It's just the way you are perceiving it. It's just a case of you are letting your judgment get clouded by what people are saying. When you shut all of this out you shut all of this out and focus on yourself first it's supposed to be put yourself first focus on yourself first don't be stagnant don't let what people people are saying limit you i'm going to draw the curtains here once again, I am saying a very big thank you for me for giving me this great opportunity. And I hope I hope that listening to me today, you will be able to heal if you have not healed. And if you are already in the process, that you are going to get speedy, speedy recovery. You are going to get speedy recovery. And I hope that you have been able to find expression in my story. Once again, thank you so much and God bless you.
0: thank you rachel for sharing this with us thank you for staying strong and thank you for staying beautiful so yes listeners like you've heard don't let people negative opinions and words affect you i know it might be hard but i pray you find strength strength to be all you are and all you are meant to be because a tired soul can do nothing and tiredness can be so unexplainable. So I pray that God gives you strength to do all you are purpose to do and be all you are meant to be because there is nobody like you. You are unique, you are strong, you are beautiful and nothing can stop what you are meant to do. So, thank you again for joining me on this episode. See you next week. Don't forget, you can also share your story by sending email to uncladnotashamed at gmail.com. uncladnotashamed at gmail.com. Or, you can also... I'm going to drop a link in the description box below where you get to fill a form to share your story with the world and also don't forget to drop your feedbacks your reviews and like share and comment stay beautiful because like i say there is nobody like you see you again next week with another beautiful story bye bye.